Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the FEL Amateurs of Oz podcast. We thought we'd try something different tonight and do a, a bit of a live pod so everyone can get involved. And joining me is my co-host, Damo. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, man. Not too bad yourself. Yeah, not too bad, mate. Um, It's been a, an interesting week. I had a good week um, just past, so hopefully... Um, I can keep the momentum going this week, but as you've seen this season, uh, one good week is is very few far in between. I can uh, go one good week and then back uh, back to where I was at the start of the season, which is in the dumps. So we'll see how this week goes, but um, we might get into how our sides went. So I might just screen share uh, my side. Uh, where is it? Uh, is that coming up for you, Damo? Uh, give me a minute. I can just see us, so not nothing's coming up, but I'm on the uh, live, live, live podcast side, not on the YouTube side. Yeah, oh, it's, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> we'll get into my side. So I ended up scoring... Te- technical um, difficulties. Yeah, mate, I'm not great with this type of stuff. <laughs> um, we'll get into my side. So this week I finished uh, on 78 points. I did take a minus four, so 74 points for myself. But a couple of big performers uh, for my side this week, which was Trippier, 11 points. Had Salah, captain, uh, got me 14 points, which is, you know, not too bad. Uh, Rashford getting me eight points. Um, and then Wilson um, doing the business and getting me 19 points, having an absolute day out. So I uh, took a nice 500k green arrow up to about... 4.5 million, which is not impressive at all, but it's the the baby steps uh, on the way to trying to take you down, Damo. So I'll take that every day of the week. How did your team go this week, mate? Uh, yeah, yeah, not not too bad. Uh, what did you end up on again? Uh, 74 points after they took away my yeah, minus so, four. So you, you did uh, a little bit better than me. Um, <laughs> I may as well try uh, doing this presenting shared screen. See if it works uh, works for me and um, put you to shame. So let's just see how I go. <laughs> uh, entire screen. Uh, let's go. Uh, window, Chrome tab. No, I actually can't. It doesn't. Uh, you might have to give me some right. You might have to give me some rights or something later. So I'll just talk about my side. Uh, so yeah. So with my side, ended up scoring uh, sixty points. Uh, had uh, Ward in for three, Cancelo for six, uh, Trippier for 11, uh, who's been doing really, really well for me lately. Uh, Chilwell, just the one, Castagne on th- uh, two, sorry. Uh, Martinelli, uh, the big scorers for me were um, the Arsenal boys, so Martinelli eight, uh, Jesus uh, nine, and uh, had Salah uh, as captain, so scored uh, 14, so seven, um, seven times two. And um, Saka scored the four for me. So, unfortunately, Skamaka uh, didn't score for me but because uh, he got a – pretty sure he got a yellow card, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he ended up scoring zero for me. But, uh, yeah, bench wasn't like anything I had last week when I think I had about 27 or 28 points on the bench. So I only had about four points on the bench this week So with uh, with Harland out as well. So took a um, another red arrow, which is not great. So hoping my uh, fortune changes uh, relatively soon. So maybe this sort of change up of podcast might help. 
Uh, so I'm on uh, 3 million uh, overall ranks, so not great, but uh, at least better than you. Uh, and, yes, a total score of 60 points for this week. Yeah, no, that's not too bad of a week, mate. And, again, I think, what is this, the, the second time in three weeks that I've uh, outdid you? So, um, yeah, making my uh, run to take you out, mate. So we'll see how long uh, you last in front there. I think there's two weeks left till the World Cup break. So, I mean, you've got to get a bit mm. of a rest then. But, you know, I don't see myself cutting back <laughs> that margin before then. And um, we might get into our podcast league. So we've had a little bit of movement at the top of the league. So we've got... In first place, uh, let's get up here. First place, you got Klops and Robbers on 862. Second place, we got Hungo's 11, 857. And rounding out the top three, we got FPL EJ on 849. So massive scores to them. And the top score of the week is a friend of mine, Kyle, unprotected Cess, 86 points. I'm pretty sure he's featured in this part of the pod at least four times this season. So he's having a massive season. And He's still he's sitting in seventh place, so yeah, he's going really well this year. A lot better than us. Um, and speaking of us, you're sitting on 77, uh, 734 points. I'm in 94th on 693. So at the moment, you're king of the pod, but um, we'll let you have your time in the sun, mate, and I'll see how long it lasts. I think I've been king of the pod all season, mate, so <laughs> no, uh, no, no stress about that uh, at the moment. <laughs> if anyone is watching along feel free to get your comments in we will answer questions as we go along in the pod as well so yeah don't hesitate to get any questions in um, we might get into how our teams went this week so for me um, it's going to be funny because both our teams faced off this week so I'll go on a bit of a recap um, which I thought United probably dominated that first half of the game um, probably unlucky not to score a few more goals that first half, which would have been nice. But, you know, the second half, I thought West Ham were probably the better side. And De Gea masterclass bringing back, um, you know, the glory days of David De Gea and uh, making a lot of top-notch saves. But I thought um, Rashford looked really good. I thought Ronaldo combined well with him as well up top. So I thought West Ham could probably find themselves a little bit lucky this game that they only lost 1-0. But then again, they could have scored a few goals in that second half. What did you take from the game, Darren? Uh, for for once in my life, I think I'm actually agreeing with you. So uh, <laughs> you guys, you guys actually played, uh, you guys played incredibly well in that sort of first half, uh, and then basically De Gea saved your um, saved your butts. So uh, you know, Anton both Antonio Zuma had um, had shots saved by. Uh, the, the older Spaniard in sort of closing stages. And, uh, yeah, so uh, basically, yeah, yeah, sort of like it was uh, prime De Gea back in the sort of back in the day. And I was a bit annoyed that um, Bowen also had a chance to uh, to score a goal only to be blocked by Harry Maguire. So that was a little bit of an ouch right here, uh, given uh, how Harry Maguire has been well, actually has not been playing for you guys at the moment. So it was a bit annoying to see him um, actually playing well. So, uh, yeah, so a bit, bit, frustr- a bit, bit of a frustrated uh, West Ham fan at the moment the last couple of weeks. So, you know, it should have got something out of the Liverpool result, obviously. We should have, um, Bowen should have scored the, uh, the penalty. Uh, so we should have at least gotten a draw out of the Liverpool game and then obviously losing to you guys. So um, the Palace game... Uh, this weekend becomes pretty crucial for us. It's it's a basically a must win for us. So, 
who have you guys got this week? Uh, I'm pretty sure we have this week. We've got Aston Villa, so um, I think uh, it's a yeah. good matchup for us. Um, we have a decent uh, head-to-head record of them, especially with scoring goals. Probably not so much the result. I think we had two two or draws last season with them, but definitely um, plenty of uh, goals in that game. Um, well, we might get into our preview. So the first game of the round, we've got Leeds at home to Bournemouth. Um, for me, I think this is it's going to be quite an open game for me. I think both sides have shown that, you know, they've looked a lot better in attack. I think Rodrigo looked good against Liverpool. He's almost starting to look like early season Rodrigo without the goals. So for me, I sort of thought last week Leeds were probably... I mean, they did good enough to, to get the result, but I thought that it was Meslier and goals that got them that result against Liverpool. I thought he was absolutely ridiculous in goals. And without him, they probably lose that game quite handsomely. So for me, I think their defence is not quite uh, up to scratch. And I think if people do have Solanke still or Billing, I think are uh, both great picks for this game because I think there's going to be goals. I could see this maybe finishing uh, one or two all. Um and I definitely think that um, people that have Solanke and held on to him, I think he's going to be a good pick this week. What about you, Damon? What's your prediction for this match, mate? What do you think of Leeds and Bournemouth? Uh, well, it actually could be a bit of a high-scoring sort of draw, um, something like a two-all. Uh, both teams sort of haven't looked great so far, but, uh, yeah, there's it's been a bit of, a bit of an up-and-down season for both of them. But, uh, yeah, in terms of Leeds... Um, don't really have an interest in terms of their plays yet. Um, after the Bournemouth game, Leeds have a pretty horrid run with uh, Tottenham, City, Newcastle, and then us. So, um, you know, this Bournemouth game is probably the their sort of best game in, in the next five. But uh, a Rodrigo punt might be nice um, just for that sort of if you're looking for a one-week punt. Uh, in terms of Leeds and then in terms of uh, Bournemouth, uh, you could always be looking at someone like a Solanke. Uh, he is, I did hear though that, was it Solanke that has a slight injury uh, injury concern? He was flagged. But I, yeah. I'm not sure whether, I think he should be fine. I think he should be back this week. Um, they did sort of say that he had a bit of a niggle, but... I haven't seen anything in cement so far. For So for me, I think he starts this week. But if not, I think uh, Moore, who come on, got a double last week. So um, mm. I think he might so, be looking at depending on the news. Yeah. So obviously, you know, wait for news. But, um, you know, uh, Solanke's only 5.7 million. And he's uh, pretty nailed when fit. So, uh, you know, in the, the next fixture against Leeds, again, is someone who um, uh, you could uh, you could look at. I know in the next two they've got Leeds and Everton before their sort of fixtures get a little bit harder with Chelsea and Man United and with Palace sort of squeezed between them. So uh, he'd be if um, fit. I think uh, Solanke is probably a good two week punt. Yeah, no, definitely. I I like that, mate. Just at his price as well. And as I spoke to Matt uh, on his stream today. It's only two weeks, so you can take a couple of these punts leading into this uh, World Cup break because then you have unlimited transfers mm. after week 16. So you can kind of make a couple of these two-week punts and get away with it because you can get them back out with your unlimited transfers. We might get into our next game, which is Man City against Fulham. Um, I think Man City are going to win this game 
quite handsomely. I think there's going to be a few goals. I could I could probably see Fulham getting a goal, but I think this is going to be dominated by Man City. And just touching on a couple of talking points, we got Harlan have been spotted in training, uh, seen running. Um, for me, I'd probably just tread with a little bit of caution, just because with the the injury that he had, which is the ligaments in the foot, um, you know you can run on them um, when it's starting to heal, but it's when it gets into the tight turning and and the movements that you use in a game, it can quite and put a bit of stress on um, the ligaments in the feet. So I'm not sure whether Pep will risk him to start the game. I say he might take part in the game, but I'm not sure whether he'll start just with, um, obviously, the trying to chase Arsenal at the top of the table. I, I really think they could probably beat Fulham without him this week. But, um, yeah, definitely I think it's best to keep uh, – Keep your ears to the ground. See if you can find anything on Twitter close to the deadline. Um, because if he does play 20 minutes off the bench, you know, he's still worth having because we've seen previously that he doesn't need a, a lot of touches in the box to score massive amount of FPL points. But for me, probably just one to watch. I think Foden should start. Um, a lot of people will be concerned that he was on the sidelines at training. But I think uh, after the Champions League, they usually give rest to the players that played previously. So I say that he should be fine for this weekend. Um, but for me, I think a nice little punt uh, this week is Alvarez if Hallen is out because he, you know, managed to get a, a goal in the Champions League and had a couple of good chances last week and probably should have put at least one of them away. I think he's a good shout for this week. I think Manchester City, I think they're going to score goals this game. I think De Bruyne last week, you know, four chances created, five shots and got a goal. I think that he could easily just dominate this game and, and finish with a massive uh, haul again. Um, I think if you if you do own Andreas, I still think he's worth maybe just plugging in if you need to because last week he had seven chances created and, and the last probably three, four weeks he's looked really good creating an attack. But... For me, I think I'm going to go with a Man City uh, 4-0 win for me. Um, what about you, Demo? What are your thoughts on these two teams? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I think uh, City gets this done pretty comfortably uh, with or without Haaland. Uh, I'm going to go, th- uh, let's go 3-0 for uh, for City. Um, I will touch on Fulham first, though. Um, Leno... Uh, not that you'd necessarily bring him in this week, but he has had two double-digit hauls in the last three weeks, so scoring uh, 11 and 10. Uh, Andreas has been uh, doing really well at the moment, uh, and he's he seems to pick up points when I've got him on the bench, so it's a bit annoying, a bit annoying about that. So, uh, but yeah, so he's one that's uh, picked up quite a few points over the last sort of three or four, um, and a, a returning Mitrovic. Uh, I don't know. Didn't watch the game Fulham played last week, but I'm pretty sure he returned um, uh, returned to the side. I'm not sure. Did he start the game, uh, Q, do you know, or uh, did he uh, come on as that, a... Uh, that was uh, Mitro. Um, I think he started. I'm pretty sure he started. Mm, so if he's, he's, got a if yellow he's sort card of back... As well. So I think that's why it's sort of... Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, look, the, the next two for Fulham aren't great So with the two um, Manchester sides. But after that, they've got um, Palace, Southampton and Leicester. So probably one to revisit sort of after the, the two Manchester sides. Uh, in terms of uh, Man City, uh, they've got a real clean run coming up now. 
uh, for the next four at least, uh, full with Fulham, Brentford, Leeds, and Everton. So I can see some big scores in there. So I think people, um, who, especially who uh, have Harland, are sort of crossing their um, their fingers and toes that he's back because uh, he's going to be one that um, could get a lot out of the, these next four games. Uh, in my opinion, if, if you can afford to get uh, KDB, he's a he's pretty great player to own for the next two game weeks. He didn't start in the midweek um, Champions, League, Champions League game against Sevilla. So um, he's probably a really good uh, differential captain. Uh, shout against Fulham uh, for game week 15, especially if, I think especially if Harlan doesn't play. Uh, but even if he does, I think um, KDB is a pretty safe uh, captaincy option. Um with Harlan, one major positive, as you sort of alluded to earlier, is he's back in training. Um, obviously, still doubts about his fitness status, but um, until sort of Pep rules him out, I think he's a decent hold. Uh, and then obviously look to get replacements if we when we get some proper news about him. But obviously, a lot of people at the moment have some significant coins sort of invested in him. So if uh, if you drop him. For another player, obviously, um, to note that you know you probably have to find an extra half mil somewhere to bring him back in. Um, yeah. And as I said, uh, you know, wait for any final comments from Pep. Um, and if you don't get anything concrete, probably just hold him until you get more clarity. Um, and yeah, so other than that, uh, I said it's. I think Man City just going to steamroll the game, and uh, it'll be yeah. business as usual. No, definitely will. Like to welcome Simon into the stream. Good to see the my friend still looking like you stole it from fifty cent Q. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember you commented in a previous stream about that, mate. Yeah, still got the my phone, mate. Still working great. Um, he's also got a question. So, do you go two attackers or two defenders from City um, after the wild card? That's actually interesting because I'd probably nearly go to uh, attackers because you could go Foden and uh, like a De Bruyne or a Haaland. So. I like the the two attackers, and obviously you're probably going to have Cancelo as well. So the triple up of City, I think, after the World Cup break is probably going to be a, a decent strategy. What about you, Dan? What do you think? Yeah, I think he means World Cup rather than uh, Wild Card. But uh... oh, yeah, well, <laughs> World Cup, Wild Card, mate. Same, same. <laughs> um, I think you go two attackers. So I think uh, obviously every man, man, woman, and his dog, uh, and their dog has uh, Haaland. So. I think Haaland um, will still be in our sides come after the World Cup. Um, KDB is looking more and more uh, like he is, uh, I won't say essential, but uh, promising, especially given um, Salah's sort of up and down form. And um, I think Cancelo's a, a lock. So I think they're the three for me. Um, if you can't afford, if you can't afford sort of like a KDB, you know, then you've got Foden or you've got Bernardo. Um, you've got enough attackers there to go um, two attackers and one defender, uh, in my opinion. No, definitely. We might get into our next fixture, which is at Nottingham Forest at home to Brentford City. Um, for me, I think this game is going to be quite tight. I could see maybe Brentford getting a 1-0 win here. And, and one player might like to touch on, uh, Raya. So at the moment, he's second in bonus for all goalkeepers in FPL. He averages 4.2 saves a game. He's received save points in 11 out of his last 14 games 
and two of the clean sheets out of three, he's received either two or three bonus in. And when he's conceded in a game, he's also received two bonus as well. So I think for the probably next two weeks, I, I think he's a great shout, especially at his price as well. I think he's only 4.6. Um, for people that are looking at, you know, keepers um, for the next couple of weeks of four, obviously the World Cup kicks off. So I think Raya is probably going to be the best asset to own from Brentford. I think maybe Mbermo might be worth a bit of a punt for two weeks possibly. Um, but for me, I'm probably just going to stick with Rye for this game. And I, from Nottingham Forest, I'm not too phased on really any of their players at the moment. Nothing really excites me. Maybe a Henderson in goals, who at the moment is probably the, the best uh, keeper on fantasy. But I think that's just because of his two penalty saves this season. So I think that's probably the only other player you might look at. But for me, it's Rye and no one else. What about you, Demo? What are your thoughts, mate? Yeah, so I sort of agree about Henderson. Again, another keeper who's um, gotten two double-digit hauls uh, out of uh, three weeks, so with the 11-11. So he's definitely one to sort of uh, look at, again, for a punt. I think he's only about 4.5 as well. For, uh, yeah, pretty sure he's 4.5. So, uh, again, uh, nicely priced if you're looking for a goalkeeper. Uh, and then in terms of uh, Brentford, I'll just uh, scroll up and find Brentford. I don't really have an interest for, uh, from them at the moment. Like they've got, obviously they've got um, Nottingham Forest uh, next, but then they've got a terrible run. Uh, you know, Man City, Tottenham, us, and then Liverpool. So um, some really, really hard fixtures in there. Uh, I believe that, uh, I've forgotten his name now, uh, their uh, striker. Um, oh, Wissa? Um, uh, oh, not Wissa. Tony. Uh, Tony, uh, Tony, of course. Tony's injured at the moment, isn't he? So, um, no, uh, I think he's suspended. Uh, did he get suspended or was he, he injured? Pretty sure I think he's he got his yellow. Uh, yeah, and no, I'd have to, I'd have, to uh, have a look at it. But I, I know, actually, and I think he might be right. I think he's out this week due to um, his fifth yellow. Um. But yeah, so uh, regardless, I don't. I just don't think Brentford have the Simon to the rescue. The <laughs> Suspended. Cheers. Um, I don't think they they're, they're going to have anywhere near the firepower. And um, yeah, so especially uh, he's only if he's you know he's only good game in the next five is going to be against uh, Forest and he's not playing. Um, yeah, I don't really have any interest in Brentford at the moment. Yeah, no, that's fair. Well, we might get on to our next game, which is Brighton. And Wolves, um, I think Brighton will get away with the win in this game. I thought that they looked really good against Chelsea. It was a quite a surprising result. I didn't expect them to uh, smash Chelsea 4-1. Um, it's a bit of a shock for me. But, you know, Trossard, a lot of people on Twitter, the talk is it's Trollard, not Trossard. But I thought he had a good game. You know, a lot of people you know, thought that he would go good the week before, but, you know, blanked. And then against Chelsea, he scores a goal. It's um, troll-like behaviour. But, you know, he had six shots, uh, got the goal. Um, and I think this week, this could be a game where he might score well again. I think Wolves probably defensively haven't been great uh, this season compared to last. So I could see Brighton uh, getting a couple of goals. I'm picking a bit of a maybe a 2-1 two, two win, 3-1 win to, to Brighton against Wolves. I think that... Um, S, I think it's Esteban from um, Brighton, their, their wing back. He's looked really good in attack. And I think um, 
he looked close last week to getting an assist off, um, you know, some of his attacking runs that he was doing and getting balls into the box. So I think this could be a week where he could uh, get that attack and return. And Wolves, I'm not really looking at anyone. I think um, maybe Potence is probably the best option from Wolves at the moment. He's looked really good, but still not doing a great uh, great deal in attack for me. As I said the last few weeks, their, their attack's just not been there. And, you're probably not wanting to invest a, a midfield position in uh, the likes of opponents or someone else. But, yeah, if you were wanting to take a two-week punt, um, opponents is probably the pick for me. But I think Wolves are losing. I think Brighton will score a few goals. So I think Trossard uh, is probably my pick this week. What about you, Demo? Yeah, I can see uh, Brighton probably winning 2 or 3 nil in this game. So uh, let's go. We'll go on the conservative side and say 2-0. Um yeah, and I agree with you in terms of Trossard. I think uh, if you look at their run coming up now, um, and and as we saw, we preface with the World Cup being sort of sandwiched between it, but uh, they've got Wolves, Villa, Southampton, Arsenal, and then Everton. So Arsenal's probably only their only uh, real tough uh, fixture. And um, Brighton just seems to just be going um, strength to strength, even though they've sort of lost, they lost their coach to... Uh, to Chelsea, so um, they've been looking. They've been looking really good. Uh, again, as you sort of said, Trussard sort of been on and off, but um, I do think he can uh, in the next, uh, at least in the next couple of weeks before the World Cup, uh, really fire up. Uh, in terms of Wolves, uh, you know they've uh, they've been struggling. Um, they literally don't have any forwards on um, at the moment. Like uh, in terms of. Well, I'm talking purely in terms of uh, FPL sort of setup because uh, I know Potence um, obviously plays sort of um, in the front third as well. But, um, you know, uh, Diego Costa's injured. Obviously, Jimenez is injured, uh, long-term injured, and so so is um, – I'm not even going to try and pronounce the, the name, but uh, they're rather, they're rather uh, uh, striker uh, who's uh, got a long-term injury. So – uh, at the moment, they're sort of uh, running on a little bit of uh, steam. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so other than Potence, yeah, there's not really anyone else that um, I'd necessarily be looking at. Their uh, fixture run coming up uh, after Brighton, they've got Arsenal, which is going to be tough. And then obviously after the break, they've got uh, Everton, Man United and um, Villa. So it doesn't sort of fill me with any confidence uh, in yeah. terms of their, um, their side. So, yeah, I'd say they're a sort of, hard avoid at the moment yeah no definitely and probably just touch on uh trossard you know he's the price that he's at you're probably not going to be too disappointed if he does blank because it's not like he's you know premium asset like salar or kdb or even a Foden or someone where you're going to be disappointed that they um sort of i guess blank so for me i think just need to adjust the expectation and you know hope for the best but you know, if he does blank, it's not the worst thing. <laughs> and we might get into our next game, which is Everton against Leicester City. Uh, for me, Everton have probably looked a bit better the last few weeks. Um, DCL's been back and he scored uh, the week before, but not um, in the game just gone. But, you know, if he does stay on the park, I'll probably like their attack a little bit better just because the likes of Gray um, and Awobi sort of have a a person to aim for up top because I don't think Gordon sort of, he's not a great uh, number nine. I think he's more just uh, a number 10 or out wide somewhere. So I think that 
With DCL back, um, Gray kind of looks like an all right option. I mean, last week he had three chances created, two big chances created, and had two shots. So we've seen last year that he can go on a bit of a purple patch of form. He's probably not going to be consistent all season, but he's probably going to be one of those picks for, you know, two, three-week stint. And, you know, I don't mind a punt on uh, Gray for the next two weeks leading into, obviously, the World Cup break where you can take him out with your unlimited transfers. So... I think Everton, um, I could see this game maybe finishing 2-1 to Everton. I think um, Leicester City will score, and I think Madison is a good pick. I thought he looked really good last week. Um, you know, he had five chances created in the game, and we've seen against, like, these better teams. He still just, you know, doesn't care and just does what he does every week. So I think Madison, if you do have him, I like him against Everton, even though Everton have been pretty decent at home defensively. I still think there's got to be chances, and Madison doesn't need a lot of chances to score goals. So I think he's a decent shout this week. But, yeah, outside of Gray and Madison, um, maybe a Mikalenko if you've got him to plug him in the back. But, you know, I prefer the uh, attackers over defenders. Um, what about you, Demo? What are your thoughts on these two teams this week? Yeah, so I think um, I think Leicester sort of does the job here, but uh, wouldn't be surprised if it's a, a bit of a high-scoring draw, um, you know, to all. But I, I think um, Leicester do just uh, pinch it. I think it's uh, it'll be two one or so. I think Everton can get a goal or so. Um, if you're sort of okay with going a little bit risky. Um, then yeah, you sort of look no further than DCL from um, evidence of Dominic, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Um, he's yeah. a bit of an interesting shout. He's a bit of an unknown at the moment, but like we, we know his quality. We know what he can do when he's fully fit. Um, and obviously he's only started three games this season. But uh, with Leicester and Bournemouth coming up next, um, he's probably the differential own at the moment. Um and I agree in terms of Gray, he created some good chances, but they're pretty much the only two I would look at in terms of Everton. Um, with uh, with Leicester, uh, as, as you sort of alluded to earlier, I think Madison does deserve a mention, um, especially if you're looking for a replacement for Foden. I think is Foden, Foden injured or... Um, I think it's just a bit of pet roulette, mate. He played uh, nine yeah. minutes in the Champions League. So they do have Chelsea coming up um, in the midweek fixture. So depending on what Pep does, like it wouldn't surprise me if Pep just uh, rests Foden again this weekend. But I think if Harlan's not going to play this weekend, I think he definitely will play Foden. So I'd probably be leaning towards Foden playing this yeah. week. Yeah, so now, nah, so, um, yeah, so Foden did, sorry, he, he played 90 minutes in the Champions League. So that's why, because I was reading an article about people actually jumping off Foden and I wasn't sure why. So, but yeah, just reading here that, um, yeah, he's, because he played 90 minutes in Man City's dead rubber game against Sevilla, uh, a lot of people are um, jumping off, jumping off him at the moment. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so with, with uh, Madison, I think, I know certain FPL managers have sort of gone a bit cold on him, but um, he's, he, he's got quality, so he's still a great option. Um, the next two before the, the World Cup is obviously, um, uh, sorry, uh, Everton and West Ham. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, a bit easier, but... 
no, 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 no chance. And um, and then they've got uh, Newcastle, Liverpool, and then Fulham. So sort of a couple of hard fixtures squeezed between um, uh, good sort of tail end ones. So yeah, it, it'd be interesting to to see how everything goes. But yeah, I think Madison's a good sort of shout. Um, but uh, yeah, so sort of leave it there with with that one there at the moment. Yeah. No, definitely. We might get into our next fixture, which is Chelsea at home to Arsenal. For me, I think Arsenal might get the win here. I think there's going to be a few goals in this game. I think I'm picking a 2-1 win to Arsenal. I think Jesus uh, showed um, people that stuck of him that, you know, he has the potential to have these sort of good games where you can get multiple attacker returns. In this game, he just looked absolutely ridiculous. And I've said all season, he, he's such a good player to watch and it's just frustrating for FPL because it doesn't always translate to FPL points. But he finished with four chances created, two assists, seven shots. So an absolutely ridiculous day out. Probably should have had a couple of goals as well. I thought Saka, he was only on the pitch for about 30 minutes before he went off injured. He ended up with three chances created and got the assist for the Martinelli goal. Um, I did see him come off the bench uh, in the Europa League this morning. So for me, that sort of gives uh, gives me the green tick to keep him in my side because he should definitely play on the weekend, especially with uh, this fixture. It's a massive fixture. So I think even if he's 80% fit, they've got to start him. Um in terms of Chelsea, I thought Chelsea were a little bit underwhelming. Um, if you were going to take a punt on anyone, I'd probably say maybe Mason Mount. We've seen like the last probably five games. he's He's been a lot better, but I just don't know how this team's going to set up. I think Sterling was playing like wingback um, at stages against Brighton. So it's a little bit all over the shop for me, um, but I think Arsenal assets. I think you start all three of them, um, even defensive assets, Saliba. Um, Tioni, I think, I'm not sure whether he's going to start, but if he does start, he's definitely got a bit of upside as well. But for me, if you've got Jesus, Saka, Martinelli, I think you need to start all of them. I think Odegaard as well. So um, I think this could be a good day in the office for at least one or two of these assets. But, um, you know, I'm not confident enough to pick which ones are going to be good, but I think you just start them all. What about you, Damon? What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, so if, if you don't have um, uh, Jesus, uh, at the moment he's the fourth highest scoring forward in the game. So, um, and um, I think Jesus can sort of score against any side. So I don't think Chelsea uh, away sort of uh, has any uh, bearing in terms of uh, his potential. Um, Saka, obviously uh, injured and subbed out, um, only lasted, as you said, about the, the 30 minutes. So it was a bit disappointing for me that brought him in this week, but um, I, still, I think he still ended up in a four point. So uh, so that was, as I said, a bit unfortunate. Um, but, yeah, Martinelli and, and Jesus had really impressive games. And I do want to shout a shout-out um, Nelson, who came on for Saka, ended up scoring two goals. So um, who knows if he actually gets a start this week and uh, we may be talking about... Um, uh, bringing in Nelson for a quick one-week punt before the World Cup next week. So, uh, yeah, so that's in terms of Arsenal. But um, in terms of Chelsea, I just I don't have any interest in them until after the World Cup. Um, and I don't have any interest in them until James returns. So um, I think, uh, uh, yeah, at the moment, they're, they're a bit of six, uh, sixes and sevens. 
Um, they've obviously got Arsenal and then Newcastle next, and I think they get um, beaten in both of those games. So um, they should come out firing after the World Cup, given they've got Bournemouth and um, Forest. So I'll definitely sort of be looking at their assets then um, before Man City. But, um, but yeah, just they just I have no interest in their assets at the moment. Um, they're just not doing it uh, for me at the moment. Yeah, no, definitely enough. I'll just touch on, did you see on Twitter, uh, Reese Nelson, uh, someone must have captained him in their fantasy side and uh, <laughs> he put the screenshot up and he said, I need to find out who this is and give him a free signed jersey or something. So, yeah, that's, uh, it was oh. I had a bit of a laugh. I thought it was pretty funny. No, we nice, might, nice. <laughs> we might get into... Um, Manchester United away to Aston Villa. I think Villa were just absolutely horrendous last week in defense. They have, I feel like they've been um, low key bad defensively all season, but just a couple of games they've got away with a clean sheet and looked really good. But for me, I, I, I see quite a few holes in that defense. And you know, that I reckon they'll probably have an improved performance this week, but I think Man United are going to win this game. I'm picking a 2 0 win to Manchester United, I'm picking Rashford. As a player that you need to be looking at, um, last week he was a bit of a standout, had five shots, uh, one chance created and got the goal. I thought Ronaldo looked really good up top as well. He had six shots, probably, you know, it was a little bit wasteful in some of his chances, but it's going to be a wait and watch this week because I think Anthony still has an injury cloud. I think Sancho's got the injury cloud as well. So, and I think Bruno's out as well this week. So there's a chance that Ronaldo starts again up top and Rashford all sort of filling one of those wide positions. So I think people that are looking at a bit of a two-week punt actually don't mind the the punt on uh, Ronaldo up top. He is a bit more expensive, but, you know, he definitely can score. And I think Villa are going to struggle this week defensively trying to uh, nullify United's attack. So I think... Um, both Rashford and Ronaldo are good picks. I think Ericsson's a sneaky little shout. I think he's going to play a lot higher this week, especially if Bruno is out. I think he'll occupy that number 10 role um, behind Ronaldo. Um, and then obviously they'll start Casemiro and probably Fred in the centre of the park there. So I think um, Ericsson is a nice shout for this week. Um, from Villa, I'm not really entertaining anyone. I think, um, yeah, I'm probably not going to go there till after the World Cup break, depending on what I see from them. What are your thoughts, Damo? Yeah, so um, in terms of Villa, I don't really have any interest in them. Uh, looking at their fixtures coming up as well, Man United, uh, Brighton, Liverpool, Tottenham, uh, and then Wolves. So um, probably not until the Wolves uh, a Wolves um, game, and then even then probably not any major interest in Villa. I think um, uh, I do actually have some... Uh, funnily enough, uh, interest in Man United. Their fixture runs are incredible. The next uh, in the next five, they've probably got the best fixture run out of um, any EPL side. So there's no excuses for you guys. Uh, uh, Q, I, I, I expect. Um, I expect uh, basically uh, th- three points in every game. So. Uh, <laughs> You, you, you should be getting 15 out of 15 for the next uh, the next uh, five 15 games. games. So, <laughs> uh, well, that'll be a, a draw every game. But, um, but yeah, so, oh, look, 
yeah, <laughs> your um your fixture run is uh Villa, Fulham, uh, Forest, Wolves, and Bournemouth. So you literally do not have any excuses. Uh, I think. <laughs> Uh, in terms of Man United, I think uh, Diogo Dallo um, has been in excellent form. He's only 4.8 million as well. Um, obviously, the only downside to him, as you'd know, sort of Q, is um, he's on four yellows. So um, yeah. if you don't really want to take that risk of suspension, um, I'm actually going to give a sneaky sort of shout to Luke Shaw. Um, he's yeah, only 1% he's owned. And, um, yeah, he looked good. So, uh, yeah, so, if you, again, sneaky sort of uh, punt uh, on a player. Uh, yeah, Luke Shaw did look all right. Uh, for me, the the premium option uh, and not not premium price, though, is probably Marcus Rashford. Um, I'm not huge on Ronaldo, but uh, Rashford's definitely one I'd probably be looking at, if not bringing him in. Uh, he's been in the conversation, as you sort of said, for quite a while, and he probably merits a place um, in sides. And, um, yeah, like with the fixture run coming up, um, I think you can't sort of go wrong um, on him uh, as long as he sort of stays fit. Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, he has had a lot of chances. It's been um, a frustrating watch as an owner when you see him you know, get two or three one-on-ones and the keeper makes good saves. And it's one of those assets where you know he's going to be involved. It's just hopefully it's the week that um he puts it all together and uh, they, they're in the back of the net. But, yeah, I, I, I like the shout of Luke Shaw. He's looked really good. And um, as I mentioned a few times on the pod the last probably month, is players pushing for World Cup spots. I think they're going to mm. lift another gear and Shaw's one of those players that are competing for you know, a spot in that England squad for the World Cup. So his form's been really good probably the last three to four games. So I think definitely he's a great punt. He's on set pieces as well. So has that attacking upside, chances for assists. And, and especially for Ronaldo up top and Rashford, who's now just, a, you know, Timmy Cahill 2.0, um, you know, heads goal. <laughs> and uh, scoreline, I'm, I'm going 3-0, I think, um, Man United. That's good. It didn't uh, didn't sound too painful getting that out, mate. So that's uh, that's good. You're on board. <laughs> How about yourself? Uh, we might. Yeah, I think I'm going to go, yeah, 2-0. 2-0. I think we'll keep the clean. I think we'll get a couple of goals. Um, well, we might get into the next game, which is Southampton at home to Newcastle. Um, Southampton-wise, I'm probably not entertaining any of their players. I mean, they can be a little bit tricky at home, but this fixture has um, had goals in the past and, there's one player I'll speak on from Newcastle who has a good form against Southampton that netted two goals in one of the games last season, which is Almiron, which, you know, a lot of people are on at the moment. He's looked outstanding the last four weeks. I sort of was waiting um, to see if it was just a one-week uh, thing, but just every week he's been ticking along nicely, getting good scores and you know, I was lucky enough last week after the deadline uh, ticked over and the game started, I got Almiron in because he was sort of just wanted to see one more week. And as soon as I saw his performance for Newcastle, he went straight into my side before the price rise. So I was quite happy uh, with that decision. But, you know, Wilson last week, five shots, two chances created, two goals and two assists. Absolutely ridiculous. And I think I touched on the, the stream with Matt Day this morning is that he nearly averages a goal every second game the last three seasons. And 
that's down to probably not playing the full season each game, but uh, each season. But um, he's you know six goals in nine games, a nice little strike rate for a striker, especially at his price. It's not too expensive. He's cheaper than Jesus, and he's delivering more goals. And this attack just seems to be you know ticking along nicely. So I could see him getting a, a, at least a goal this week. Hopefully, the talk about his health um is just um. A bit precautionary and he'll be good to go on the weekend. I think Almiron looked really good. Two chances created, had three shots and uh, got the goal. So he's looked absolutely amazing the last three weeks. So I think if you do have um, one or two Newcastle assets, I think even the triple up this week is the way to go. I, I really like Almiron. I really like Wilson Trippier. I don't think we even need to endorse that too much because people should already have him in their side. I think he's the best value defender in FPL at the moment. And I think uh, Bruno Gamares is a nice shout for this week. And, you know, he's probably going to be my differential for this week. I think he's another good option, especially if you, you know, you don't have Wilson and you want to go to attacking options. I think Almiron and Bruno Gamares are both two good options. What are your thoughts, Damo? Yeah, so um, uh, in terms of Southampton, I don't, there's not really any options out there, especially with the fixture um, coming up, you know, Newcastle, Liverpool. Um, and then, so obviously reassess Southampton after the World Cup. But, um, yeah, and so in, in terms of Newcastle, though, um, their fixed run, like they got Southampton and Chelsea again. Given the way Chelsea's play, uh, playing, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Newcastle actually roll them in that game. Um, and then after that, after World Cup, uh, Leicester and Leeds uh, followed by Arsenal. So not bad fixtures uh, for Newcastle at the moment. And they're really trying to push at the moment for that sort of top six uh, finish. And, um, yeah, the way they're playing at the moment, I, uh, I can see them doing that. Um, if you... Um, as we've sort of, uh, or as you've sort of alluded to already, um, you can go really cheap at the moment and target um, Almiron. Um, he's in, he's in really really good form at the moment, and you might have missed a few hauls from from him, but he's still worth worth targeting for your FPL sides. Um, now I will sort of preface this with um, at the moment I think Wilson is under a I think he's been sick. He's not injured. I think he's had an illness. So um, I will say uh, Wilson is pro- looks like an obvious choice, but obviously wait for um, news on whether he will be playing this week. Um, uh, he's The Newcastle forward uh, obviously has had five attacking returns in the last two fixtures. So he's um, been on, you know, he's been on fire. And I think, um, as you said, it goes without saying in terms of... Um, uh, Trippier, I think everyone should have Trippier in the side. Um, I think Almiron's cheap enough to um, for everyone to have in their sides. And then uh, it's a matter of um, whether or not Wilson will play given uh, his illness. But, uh, yeah, um, I think he's another one. So having a, a minimum of two Newcastle assets, if not three, I think um, is a, is the way to go. No, definitely. And, yeah, I think um, maybe just wait to the deadline before making that move to Wilson. I'm not sure whether he'll have a price rise before um, lockout. But, yeah, there is a little bit of, a, a, I guess, an injury cloud over him. But I think it's all just about um, – I think he's more just being precautious a little bit. I don't think it's uh, anything too serious. Mm-hmm. 
We might get into our next game, which is uh, a little club from London called West Ham uh, against Crystal Palace. Um, I actually think this is going to be a good game. I'm hoping because this has burnt me in the past where I've been excited about a game and uh, it hasn't delivered. So I think this is going to be quite an open game between two good attacking sides. I think from West Ham, for Ben Rama looks really good. Um, he looks like uh, last season Ben Rama, you know, just absolutely ridiculous. Some of the, the balls he was putting in, um, he's getting a lot of chances as well. Probably unlucky not to score. He ended up with two chances created and three shots this week. Um, I think he's a nice punt for two weeks. I think as we talk about his assets for two weeks, you know, I think this is a, a nice little example that you can get him in for two weeks and not have to worry too much after that. I think Eze from Crystal Palace, he looked really good. He probably should have got an attack in return. He ended up with two chances created and had three shots. So one of his shots just went wide of the post and another week that might go in. So I'm in a tricky position this week. I have Eze on my bench. I'm not starting him at the moment, but yeah, it's just going to depend what happens closer to the deadline in terms of maybe moving Salah to KDB and then I might bench uh, Alvarez up top and put in Eze. But, you know, it's one of those things. I'll wait to see till deadline before I make my final decision. But I think Eze, definitely a great pick. I think Zaha is a great pick. Probably won't start any defensive assets from either side because I think there's going to be goals. But, yeah, definitely like the attacking assets. Bowen's probably worth, um, you know, holding inside because, you know, Crystal Palace can concede. So definitely a fixture for attacking assets this week. What about you, Damo? I think I'm going to go, actually, I'll do my prediction first. I think it's going to be uh, two all this game. I think there's going to be goals. What about you, Damo? What do you mm. think of uh, your West Ham this week, mate? Yeah, so um, riding off the high of um, the... Uh, no, not the Europa League, the, what is it called? Europa, Conf- is it Europe Conference? I can't even remember. I think it's, remember uh, what it's actually called. It, the, the League Cup or something, the Euro League Cup. <laughs> yeah, oh, I can't even remember what it's actually called, uh, which is uh, bad of me. But, um, the Conference League. Yeah, oh, Conference League, Conference League, that's it, I think. Uh, <laughs> obviously, the, the only side in Europe that, that, that actually has won all six of their uh games and um, we did it with uh, pretty much kids in the last game against uh, the old uh, so it was a state of Bucharest uh, but I think they're known as FC SB now if I'm not mistaken um, in terms of us uh, this week I actually really like our defensive assets um, I think uh, I think we can get something uh, in terms of attacking returns from our defensive assets. So looking at Aaron Cresswell, looking at uh, Kurt Zuma, um, definitely the West End players, which I'm considering. Um, they may not be as appealing as some other players um, in the league, but I think um, for this sort of two-week punt, might be worth it. Cresswell is probably one that I'll be bringing in um, for this next couple of weeks because I think he can definitely be getting something in terms of attacking returns. Um, our fixture run's actually not too bad as well, um, post sort of uh, World Cup. And so we've got uh, Palace and Leicester followed by, uh, by Arsenal. So Arsenal's obviously going to be the tough fixture for us. And then Brentford and Leeds. So it's not that bad a fixture for, for West Ham if you want to um, have a look at a few assets. Um, one that I'd be actually avoiding... Um, if you have him, keep him, obviously. But I actually would be avoiding Bowen 
Um, he's going to be off penalty. He's off penalties now, um, given he, he missed uh, the penalty against Liverpool and it was a pretty poor effort at that. So, and, and I believe he's actually, ter- he's um, in one of the press conferences, he actually said he's going to be off penalties. So not quite sure who's going to take them now, whether it's um, Rice again, and but we all know sort of Rice hasn't um, had the greatest sort of penalty um, strike rate either. So not quite Getting sure. um in in all honesty i think our best penalty taker is probably someone who doesn't play many um sort of epl games anymore it's probably lanzini lanzini is probably our best penalty taker um unfortunately he um uh, just doesn't sort of get a proper run uh in our games so um you'd you'd have to say probably be given to someone like a skamaka um, if he's starting, or maybe an Antonio or something, if um, he start, if he starts over Skamaka, but um, yeah, I think we can get something out of these next couple of games anyway. So um, I, at the moment, in terms of West Ham assets, I think I've just got the uh, I've just got Skamaka at the moment, um, and yeah, so I'm I'm hoping for something something good. He's sort of been on the periphery. Um, hasn't you know hasn't been too great probably for the last um two or three games um did score nine i think about three or four uh, four or five weeks ago so uh yeah but he's sort of been on the sort of cusp of um getting some good returns so i'm hoping for him to return um to uh return some investment in the next couple of weeks so um yeah so for mine i think um I um, at this stage have uh, Skamaka. Uh, obviously, have Skamaka on my side, and I'll be more than likely bringing Cresswell in for a couple of week, um, couple of week punt. Um, yeah, so that's that's uh, that's mine in terms of West Ham. Uh, in terms of Palace, um, you've sort of already touched on it. Uh, Eze and Zaha are probably the way to go in terms of um, those two. I wouldn't necessarily be looking anywhere else. No, definitely. And I think if you guys maybe get four points from the next two games, I think that you'd take that every day of the week. Yeah, so I'll look in all honesty, I am hoping for um hoping for a win. Um being a sort of a London derby, I think you're right in terms of um being probably a two all draw. Um, but hope to be proven wrong and um uh getting the win in this game and then obviously uh, I think less. We've got a pretty good record against Leicester, so I think um, anywhere between four and six points is probably um, uh, a win for us. No, definitely. We might get into the last game of the round, which some may say is the match of the round, but I think this could be a bit tight. I think I think there's going to be goals. Um, I'm I'm picking a score draw. I think uh, in terms of Tottenham, it's disappointing to see Son won't play. I think he's out injured. He uh, went off with a concussion. Um, but he has a great record against Liverpool, so it would have been interesting to see if he was um, going to play. I think Kane also has a good record of scoring goals against Liverpool as well. Um, but for me, I'm looking at a, a sneaky little punt here on that Benton Kerr. I think Benton Kerr has been getting into some good positions, and I think with Son not playing, I think he might sit a little bit higher now that uh, Son isn't going to be occupying that space sort of straight in behind Kane there. So I think he could actually be worth a bit of a cheeky two-week punt. This fixture is probably a little bit difficult compared to other fixtures, but I don't mind uh, Benton Kerr. Fort Son was probably the standout last week for Spurs. You know, had six chances, created one big chance and three shots. So 
he had um, a good day out. But yeah, as I said, I don't think he'll be playing this week or up until the World Cup break. Uh, in terms of Liverpool, I thought Robertson looked really good. He's starting to look like the old Robertson, which is a good thing for FPL because, you know, he he has that attacking upside. Um, Robertson last week, you know, four chances created, one assist, one big chance created. So he was getting back to, you know, the, the Robertson numbers that we'd seen previously. Um, Salah, seven shots, one goal, probably should have scored a couple more, put on a couple of decent balls into the box, but just um, Liverpool lacked finishing quality against the lead side, which, you know, as I mentioned earlier, Meslier was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, both wing backs actually have a good record against Spurs in terms of FPL returns. So I definitely think if you do have a Robertson or a Trent Alexander-Arnold, even though it is against Spurs, I think you start them both because they have got goals and assists over the last three games against Spurs. So I definitely like the shout of, um, you know, attacking returns from those defenders. But yeah, for me, I think a score draw in this game, I think possibly two or one or something like that. Um, and lots of chances. So I think it's going to be a good game to watch. Probably not match of the round for me, but I think it'll be a good game. What are your thoughts, Damon, on these two teams? Yeah, so uh, just to add to um, your uh, Son news, he's actually um, done a bit more than a concussion. He's um, uh, out for surgery. So he oh, wow. uh, fractured. Yeah, he fractured. Well, pretty, pretty much from what I read. So he fractured um, his left eye. So um, he he's going to be getting surgery and commence re, rehab with medical staff um, after that. So uh, obviously it's great concern for South Korea with the World Cup um, sort of approaching. Um, I don't think uh, Son well, potentially plays um, the first World Cup game in on November the 24th against Uruguay. And whether he recovers in time for the second or, or, or third game um, is yet to be known. So obviously it's a little bit um, more serious than what uh, was first sort of um, uh, shown. Uh, and I think it was uh, it was that uh, collision with um, Marseille's chance, chance of Wemba that um, that did it. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens there. So sort of wait and see. Um, to see how uh, how he goes, but yeah, that's all being confirmed by the club. So um, yeah. Son is pretty much out um, of action for a little while. Um, yeah, so in saying that, um, see, I, I still think I still think um, they've sort of been. It's it's really hard. I'm going to go draw. I'm going to go one all draw. Because they've sort of been as bad as each other at the moment, I think Spurs, uh, Spurs and um, and Liverpool. Like they, yeah. you know, both are sort of picking up sort of. I won't say dirty wins because that's uh, it's not the way I intend it, but sort of just like scrubby wins. You know what I mean? Like not not sort of not dominating any, teams, but just yeah, like yeah. well, you know, Spurs just got over the line against against Bournemouth last week. Um, you know, Liverpool sort of are losing to teams with, and with no disrespect to teams like Leeds sort of thing that in previous seasons, they probably would have won, you know, three or four nil in those games. Um, yeah. And then, you know, having sort of um, 
obviously Liverpool having sort of lucky games against us where they where we miss a penalty. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like they've you know even with Spurs they've they've been really sort of up and down in terms of form and things like that as well. So um, yeah, I'm going to go one uh, one all. Uh, I think Kane. Uh, after his first blank in a really long time. I think he can get back onto the score sheet and, um, yeah, so sort of go from there. Um, in terms of um, Liverpool, and this is probably something I never thought I'd say on an FPL uh, podcast, but I don't actually have any interest in their players whatsoever at the moment. Um, uh, like, I going to be keeping Salah in my side because I've got him in my side for now. But, um, yeah, there's just no interest to bring any player from Liverpool in. Like, they're just – they're so woefully out of form. Um, you know, I mean, you sort of look at Salah and, like, you, you were saying um, you might um, uh, be swapping Salah for KDB, and I, th- I think that's the way to go. Like, there's, um, there's a lot more value – um, in players like at the moment, if you have a look at Almiron, you know, 5.7 million and he's outscoring Salah by country mile. So at 12.8 million, that's a lot of money to be invested into someone that one that we're probably not captaining and two, you know, taking up, you know, quite a big chunk of our budget. So um, definitely sort of looking, going to be looking at, um the Tottenham game, and then obviously they've got Southampton after that. So um, if Salah sort of blanks in um, in that game, um, if I am I mistaken or not mistaken in saying that um, Egypt are not in the World Cup, so Salah won't be playing in the World Cup. Yeah, no, they're not in the World Cup, so he'll mm. be sort of similar so, to how they'll be just in a yeah. Uh, what is that? What it's a, is a hyperbolic chamber somewhere in uh, space? <laughs> uh, you just you just brought me back to the the old days of um, uh, as a kid uh, getting up and watching um, Dragon Ball Z in the morning with the <laughs> with uh, Goku Goku in the hyperbolic chamber. Uh, yeah, those are the days. <laughs> I just imagine somewhere, you know, Harlan just sitting in there, you know, yeah, um, literally. waiting. <laughs> I might um, quickly touch on Kane. Yeah. Um, I'd like to apologise now um, that only two times I've owned Kane this season. He's blanked, so <laughs> it was week one and it was last week. So I kind of feel like I'm the person that made him blank, but you know there might have been someone else out there as well. But yeah, it's just a little bit obvious that I've had him two times this season and both blanked. So I'd like to apologise anyway. (laughs) Well, that wraps up our game. So we might head into our next segment, which is shit the bed segment. It's usually a a popular segment uh, of ours, and for me, I think Chelsea is my shit the bed candidate this week. I think they were just. They were poor. Like Liverpool definitely could qualify for this, but I thought they actually tried and just it was Meslier that sort of turned that result for them. But I think in terms of Chelsea, they were just absolutely shithouse this week. I thought they were very poor. Um, you know, they did get back into the game for goal, but, yeah, they probably didn't deserve that at all, which, is, you know, I'm sorry, Pete, from the Sidenet podcast. You were absolute rubbish this week. Uh, what about you, Damon? <laughs> yes, I was going to say Chelsea myself, but I will go one step further and go Kepa. So uh, he conceded three goals from three shots. Um, then he got injured. 
So if that's not a shit the bed candidate, I don't know what is. Um, absolutely woeful in goals, and uh, I don't think we'll see him uh, in goals for Liverpool, uh, Liverpool uh, for Chelsea uh, for quite some time. <laughs> no, definitely. And if anyone who's watching has any other shit the bed uh, candidates, feel free to put them in the comments and, uh, yeah, we'll bring them up. Uh, we'll get on to our differentials for this week. So at the moment, the scorecard is reading 27 points to myself over Damo in 26. So a close race uh, to see who the differential king is on the podcast. So for me this week, I've got Bruno Gamaras from Newcastle, 5% owned, I think. He's definitely a great third option for people that uh, are looking for a third Newcastle asset. Um, he looks like he at times he sits deep, but he is getting uh, into good positions in the box. And like we've seen in previous weeks, he doesn't need much opportunity to score. He just bangs it from the edge of the box and he's scoring goals for fun. So I think this is a, a fixture where I think he could score this week. Um, what about you, Demo? Who's your differential this week, mate? Um, yeah, it's a real tough choice, but I think I'm going to go Rodrigo. Uh, not quite sure. I haven't actually checked how um, owned he is. I can do that now while we're um, having a chat. But, I, um, yeah, I definitely think uh, he can get something out of the game. He's He's um, hasn't been too bad. Uh, and I am just looking up leads now. So let me have a look. Uh, Rodrigo, he is... Uh, play information, 5.9% owned. So not uh, ridiculously low owned, but, um, but yeah, so I think what, uh, what are we setting differentials at? The, uh, less than 10%? Yeah, about 10%, but we can also, um, depending on uh, the player or situation, we can, um, hmm. yeah, we can discuss. <laughs> if it's around that yeah. 10 to 12, 13%, I think uh, yeah. it's a little bit of a lead way, but, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say um, another one, and I know you've sort of got him written down here as well, and uh, probably Rashford, but I don't know if we call Rashford necessarily a, a differential at almost not 16%. Anymore, so, yeah, yeah, not anymore. So, um, yeah, yeah, so mine is... Test FC, mate. <laughs> so, yeah, so for mine, I think uh, Rodrigo this week for a one-week punt. No, definitely. Well, we might get into our captain picks for this week. Um, at the moment, um, I have my captaincy on Almiron. I'm going to – I think I want to take a little bit of a punt, especially if Haaland doesn't play. Um, I think Kane's a good option against Liverpool. As we've seen, Kane, you know, has scored consistently this season. KDB is probably the best pick of the week um, for me. I think, you know, if, if you have him, you've got to have the captaincy on him. And a bit of an outside there, Captain, I've got Trippier. I think um, they will keep the clean sheet and I could see him getting an attack and return this week. What about you, Damo? So uh, just to make you laugh, at the moment, I actually have my vice captaincy on Elmeron, <laughs> which is uh, which is funnily enough. But I actually have the captaincy on Haaland at the moment. Um, I think um, if uh, I think if he plays... Um, he scores even if he comes off the bench. Uh, if he doesn't play, then I'm happy to take um, what Almiron, Almiron gives me. So um, for mine, I'm going to put it on Haaland and uh, hopefully he um, is playing. I can I can see, I can just see Man City going rampant against Fulham. So I, um, and I think a lot of people will be hesitant to sort of, 
Captain Harlan, given um, he's still flagged and he didn't play last week. So it may catch a few people off um, off guard, potentially. Um, just in terms of a little bit of a differential uh, shout, uh, potentially for captain, I think Cancelo might be a good option for uh, captaincy. Um, we all know he's sort of attacking return prowess and um, I think... Uh, City keep the clean sheet easily. So there's sort of six points for you right off the bat, uh, which is more than Salah's gotten in weeks. And um, uh, and then, you know, if he happens to snag an, an attacking return or two, you could be uh, looking at uh, a double-digit uh, return um, for your side. So, yeah, so for mine, at the moment, I've got it on Haaland. Uh, Almiron as the vice, and, but uh, in terms of differential, I think uh, Cancelo's a good shout. No, definitely. I think. Um, would you take fifteen minute captaincy from Harlan, or would you take ninety minutes from, say, like an Almiron or someone like that? Um, it just depends because Harlan's just so good. Uh, you know, he can score off, and you, you know, you've said this before in our podcast. He can score off one touch. Like, uh, <laughs> I think, I think, in, I think, I think. <laughs> I think in one game he had three touches all game and scored a hat trick. So he's just one of these player, one of these players, and especially playing Fulham, um, they could rack up a score. They could rack up a score. So um, they could be playing cricket at one point. So we'll have to see how it goes. Uh, but yeah, at the moment it's not moving off. Um, it's not moving off Harland unless they get some concrete. Um, evidence that he's completely out, then I'm sort of I'll, I'll tossing up between Almiron and Cancelo, I think. No, definitely. I don't mind that, mate. Well, we might get into our team plans. So as I said, I made uh, an early transfer straight after deadline last week. So I went billing to Almiron. Um, and at the moment, I will have to take a minus four if I want to get Harlan back in. So I'm going to set my alarm, wake up just before the deadline finishes, scour Twitter to see what the go is. And, you know, as I said, there's also that option to go Salah to KDB and then throw the captaincy on him. Um, so, yeah, at the moment, just making the one transfer till close to deadline, then we'll see where we're at. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so for mine, I think or oh, I've um, already made my sort of um, two, two transfers uh, in, uh, I brought in Cresswell, Cresswell for, for Chilwell. I think that was a no-brainer. Uh, Chilwell's not nailed uh, on at all and hasn't really been playing well. So I thought that was a good sort of solution to that one, um, especially with uh, us having a couple of good games before the World Cup. And um, I was sort of tossing up between do I bring in Wilson or do I bring in Almiron? And I have brought in Almiron um, at the expense of Andreas, um when you've got uh when you've got your midfield set up of Zaha uh, Salah Martinelli and Saka um I think <laughs> I think uh Andreas was really the only one I could have got rid of in that um in that regard so yeah. um even though I I still think Andreas is you know it's not a bad sort of option um obviously Almiron is just that that much better at the moment. So, um, yeah, yeah, so for mine, it's uh, Chris Wall in for Chilwell and Almiron in for Andreas and obviously got in before the price rises, which was which was nice. 
Yeah, no, nah, exactly. I think, um, you know, I was pretty lucky with my transfers this week and last week. So I took Harlan out before his price drop and I got Kane in before his price rise. So I uh, kind of uh, smart moved there and then I got Almiron in before his um, price rise and then I also got out Billing before his price drop. So I've, uh, you know, winning that life at the moment, mate. Uh, everything's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that wraps up our pod this week. Has anyone got any last-minute questions? Get them in. But for all of our stuff, head over to our Twitter, at FPL Amateurs of Oz, um, and Damo's Twitter, FPL West Ham. Um, you'll find more of our content on Facebook as well, FPL Amateurs of Oz. We're on Instagram as well. Um, and we've got our podcast at iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean. We will download this video pod, and it will be available for the audio listeners. Um, I'd say in a couple of hours it should be up. Um, and also head over to our Twitter page. We've got our link tree, has all of our links, um, has links to our A-League stuff as well. So we're doing A-League podcast, A-League fantasy. Had a couple of one-on-one interviews on there as well. We uh, had an interesting guest last week talking to Tony Basher from the Australasian Football Academy. He had a nice, interesting story about Christian Volpardo. So definitely worth uh, heading over and checking that out. But We'll be back next week with our normal podcast. And um, until then, good luck this week. See you later.